Hello everyone, welcome back yet again to the first episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast in 2021. And who better to start the year than with our favorite, most popular guest star ever, filmmaker, my brother Stanley Turner. Say hey hi. Hey guys. Uh, I'm so tired. I get it. I, I want to sleep. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. So, um... You know, for real, you are the most popular guest. You know how many uh, views your Descendants episode got? I do not. You got over, I think you got 18 views on that episode, and more than that on your first episode. So you are typically the draw. I find that your episode is the most popular, so this is always good to have you. Thank you for joining us today, man. I really appreciate it. Um, If you're just joining... Is it possible to be clickbait over... An audio. Uh, I don't know if it's clip. Maybe it's ear bait. Maybe it's ear bait. That's what we can call it. Maybe we can come up with a better name for it by the end of the podcast. Who knows? Um, If you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lincoln's Musical Podcast. This is the podcast where I talk about all things musicals. I review them. I dreamcast them. I break them down. I talk about news related to them. Sometimes Stanley will come along to talk to us about movie musicals and kind of how we, I refer, I talk to him about how I appreciate them as a musical and he talks about it as a, a film and we kind of, kind of find the intersections between them and what makes a good movie musical um, and kind of what, what he, what, what really helps, what looks good as a transition to the screen with it if it's a, tra- if it's a traditional piece from the stage. Um, that's what we'll do. Anything musical related on this podcast, we're going to talk about it. Um, please go, go, go check out all the content that we have already available to you, 30 episodes from 2020. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you want to find me that has podcasts, I'm probably on there. So do check us out. I hope you do enjoy this episode. And without further ado, let's get into it, shall we? Let's go. Today, we are talking about the 2017 musical drama, The Greatest Showman, starring Hugh Jackman, Keela Settle, um, I want to. No, his, his name's Wolverine. Oh right, yes, my mistake. Zach Efron, Zendaya, Michelle Williams, to name a few, um, of of this amazing cast. And um, like I said, it was re- released in twenty. It was released actually in twenty eighteen. My mistake. I oh, wait. What? I thought it was twenty seventeen. It was twenty seventeen. It's saying it released in twenty eighteen for some yeah, reason. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right to me either. But I want to give a little brief summary before we go into it. Um, and that summary is, growing up in the early 1800s, P.T. Barnum displays a natural talent for publicity and promotion, selling lottery tickets by age 12. After trying his hands at various jobs, P.T. turns to show business to indulge his limitless imagination, rising from nothing to create the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Featuring catchy musical numbers, exotic performers, and daring acrobatic feats, Barnum's mesmerizing spectacle soon takes the world by storm to become the greatest show on earth. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. You can go back <clears throat> to the, a previous episode where we talked about Hairspray, and I think I said in that episode... You said that was your that favorite? That was my favorite movie musical. Yeah, I don't know what I was on when we did that, because <laughs> this... Maybe I forgot this movie existed. Ditto. No, I mean, this, we're going to talk about this that. Trump, but... We'll talk about it, but this trumps Hairspray tenfold. Absolutely. I love this movie so much. Yes. I love it. It's, it's, we're going to get, I mean, he already kind of reviewed it, but we're going to go into the review. But before we do that, I want to kind of let you know who the director is, Michael Gracie, who actually also directed the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man, mm-hmm. another fantastic movie musical that we'll cover on this podcast eventually. But... You know how we do it. So typically, if this is your first episode, what we like to do is 
Um, we kind of talk about our first our first time experience getting into the movie um, and kind of our journey with it. And then we kind of segue into a review of it. And then instead of dreamcasting it, what Stanley and I do is we'll go through the music and we'll talk about how the musical numbers were shot, how they were, how the sound, the sound of it, if we appreciate anything particular about the movie, maybe we will just discuss it. And that's kind of how we do it on this podcast. And that's kind of the joy of having Stanley here. We get to nerd out and debate and discuss and ultimately just sometimes agree with. And as you can hear, this is going to be a more positive episode because... Um, I love this movie, so prepare for what could be 30 minutes to an hour of me nerding out over Hugh Jackman and Zendaya. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so this will be kind of the inverse of the Descendants episode. You're going to have nothing but good things to say this time. Um, uh, But yeah, absolutely. So let's, without further ado, let's get into this episode. So let's talk about kind of our journey in first. Um, so I remember I was in, I would have been in ninth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Was 20, so I was in, I was in seventh. Yeah. So I was in, mm-hmm, I was in ninth grade when this, I saw the trailer for it the first time. So the first trailer didn't interest me. The second trailer on the other hand did get me interested, you know, because the first, like I literally saw, like, I think the first it was a teaser. It was like, I didn't have any music in it, if I'm not mistaken. And it didn't have any of that. Second trailer, the first thing is the, the intro to the great show of like, ladies and gents, it's the w- moment you've waited for. And that's the first part of the trailer. And seeing Hugh Jackman, that automatically got me interested. The whole trailer got me interested, but like that first few seconds of it got me into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And fun fact about, about this, the actual soundtrack re- was released, I want to say, a, a month ahead of the, music, of the movie. Yeah, or it was, it was at a least a few month. weeks before. Um, and fun fact, so typically, you all, I love listening to the soundtrack of movie musicals, and sometimes I'll spoil it for myself. I actually listened, before we saw Beauty and the Beast which was the first episode Stanley and I talked about on the podcast, I listened to some songs ahead of time. Um, and surprise, surprisingly, I didn't know much about it. So with the exception of The Greatest Show, I didn't listen to any of the soundtrack in advance. Yeah. I didn't listen to any of it. I, I didn't know a thing. I didn't know the story. I, I kind of knew the story. I just listened to one song. And Stanley was actually surprised by that because Stanley knows that I listen yeah. to things a lot. And to, to, so going into it, I didn't yeah, know much of the music at all. So I was skeptical going into this. You were, yeah. Really? I because the, the thing the, is the premise scene. I think the big draw for me it wasn't about the was, plot. Was, it was, was Hugh a, Jackman. Was the big draw for me was Hugh Jackman going into the trailer and just no, so I was just skeptical because you were you were getting so hyped up for it by not listening to the soundtrack. Oh, and a lot of times, like when I don't know, like growing up you're you were getting you would get like infectiously enthusiastic about stuff and so that's I wasn't entirely sure if this was like truly gonna be a movie with merit or just like another like m- movie movie musical or just musical that Lincoln crazes over for like half a year yep and that, I, and that's... I didn't expect it to be any different than that and we sat down in the theater I'm not expecting anything and I'm not even kidding. Within the first shot of the movie, if you go watch it, it's amazing. It's it's wonderful. It's like um, Hugh Jackman shrouded in darkness and people stamping their feet. It's behind some bleachers, and within that first shot, the movie had me hooked, and I was like, "Yep." Yeah, even as a, even when you first saw it, was that yeah. did it have you? No, like when I heard the music, I was like, "Cause I, that was the one song I had listened to," so I was like. Oh, oh no, they're starting with this. Like, okay. All the and way then, there, I, I hadn't listened to it before. No, the yeah, because so I think you told me your fre- some of your, um, your fre- the girls in your grade had been listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. I think you said, 
one of, you were really surprised to hear that I hadn't listened to the music. Yeah. And, because again, like, Santa says, I really get obsessed with it. So, I was going in blind, basically. I didn't know. I had seen the trailer. I knew one song all the way through. Other than that, nothing else yeah. went in. And like Stanley said, within the first yeah. intro of it to the first shot, I was already hooked. Yeah, I, I and went I, in not expecting anything other than, like, this is what Lincoln's going to be blasting around the house for a year. And then first five seconds of the movie you were upset yeah and i think after that after we saw the movie we saw it at the theater like five four four times four like we saw it five minutes from our house and then we saw it with our big brother i know we saw it with our big brother and so and and his wife sophia now um i don't know if they were engaged yet but i think they were engaged at the time and we saw it there we saw it um and like i said i think we saw it a couple more times after that those are the, the two big ones I remember were our first time seeing it and our time with our brother seeing it. Yeah. I don't recall any of the other times, I but I do think we made a couple more. I, yeah. I know we, we rented on On Demand a couple of times, and after that, I promptly became obsessed with the soundtrack, yeah. added it to various playlists, um, So and there are so many amazing songs from that that would promptly become a, a culture... I wouldn't say a cultural phenomenon, but I would definitely say it became, it became very mainstream very, very, very quickly. The amount of online pr- as, covers of the songs as mainstream as this became and I hate I hate talking about guilty pleasures and stuff because just like what you like yeah it, but anyway oh my god that's, that's so true that's not but the point um, we can have a whole other conversation as, on as popular pleasures. as that yeah. became I I never understood why people were hating on it so much just because like people I guess got annoyed that um, this is me got blasted through every speaker that, at every moment of the day which I get Trust, it did I get do get that. after a while, but you can't let that retract from how amazing the soundtrack is. It's a great it's a, soundtrack. I became obsessed with it. Like, like you, you I think if deny. I pull up, I, it it became it's on my like top 20, 2017, 2018 songs somewhere. Like if I go onto my Spotify, I'm just I, I genuinely want to check I because I feel like you, if I check, um, I genuinely don't think that you are like that. You must not enjoy listening to catchy music like you must not want to have a good time when you listen to music i really want to find it because i'm pretty sure that i did have it i don't know i can't find it right now but no y'all have to understand like it was like like top 100 songs greatest showman was on there this is me was on there i i I fell in love with the soundtrack i remember it was one of the things that um I have some classmates. I, I remember i was talking to my classmates at lunch and that was it greatest showman became one of the things we talked about because um, a classmate of mine, Reed, actually saw it and loved it, and we would listen to the other side a lot. He loved that movie. He loves that movie. That's a big. He's a big I, fan I of it. Yeah, I, that surprises me. I mean, none of y'all probably know Reed, but like that that shocks me. He loved the Great Showman more than like me at the time. Like when I was getting out of it, he was getting like he was still going strong, and I think he was only the last. Yeah, he loved it. So. You know, again, it it really was a. I, I just don't like. I I don't think you. But you, like you said to I, your point, I, that it if you don't enjoy this soundtrack, you probably just don't like having fun while listening to, while that, listening. To music. That I will say that's true. Like I and I I agree with him on that. It be like and I think it's 
so we're kind of, before we get in, into the review of it, because we kind of are kind of doing a little bit of both. So we listened to it. We got we got on on demand a couple times. We listened to the soundtrack nonstop. And actually, this, I think this is one of the only soundtracks that you didn't hate me for listening to nonstop because no, you were so into old. it too that and you it, didn't. It never get, got old. It's it didn't. Just good it, it's music. it's time. It's it's one of those timeless things, really. I I and so we didn't listen watch it again for a few years after that. You know, 2018 happened. New movies were coming out. 2019 happened. Um, and 20, then 20, 20 yeah. then the dumpster fire year happened or the darkest timeline, as we will call it, mm-hmm. affectionately community fans will get that. Um, and so, you know, and then and I remember that this episode came up and I was like, okay, Stanley, we'll, we're going to watch it. Tonight. We watched it last night on New Year's Eve. It actually ended right as New Year's as 2021 started. Yeah. And I remember telling, and I remember saying, okay. And, and, and the exact same energy and the yeah, exact exactly. same like, hype it, it level. Re- it revived the same energy it did at the, set, tr- the first time I saw it. So um, so we were you were in seventh grade and I was in ninth grade when we first saw it. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to now, I'm in my senior year. Mm-hmm. You're in your in your tenth sophomore year. Same exact like if yeah. not, and now we're able to uh, find new things to appreciate. In my yeah. opinion, we were it's, able to it's notice not like one of those movies didn't. where you grow. You, kind of you can't grow, grow out, out of it. Of it. Yeah, I don't like, think you can grow out of it. I, I, really. re- I sat down and I remembered it still being good. Like it's not like I forgot that it was a good movie. It just hadn't been around. It, it just but, we hadn't watched it in a while. But then so it, to rewatch it, it reminded me that it was good, and it said, "Screw you! You were a young kid and you didn't know anything. I'm better than you remember." And like, that's that's so true. I really do agree. I, you know. Um, because like you know, when we, the last time we, I remember watching it like regularly, like listening to it regularly, was like when it was we ran out on demand, mm-hmm. and then we didn't touch it for like what is I'm pretty Probably sure two years. Two years. Yeah. So to rewatch it again last night was amazing, and and I really think it was the best way to close out 2020. To be honest, like, that was great. I really like. Apparently, they had the new. We missed the New Year's Eve ball drop that they they had, they had an event of, but like honestly. I don't feel like I miss much because, like, I was watching The Greatest Showman and I was living my best life. So, um, that kind of seems, let's go into the review of it. So, like Stanley has been saying, um, you know, this really was and really is a mind blowing, like, film. It really, really is. I mean, there's no other way. It's, to, it it's sounds great. beautiful. It's shot beautiful. It, even when it's not a fancy shot, the set looks beautiful. Everything about this movie is good. I, it is it is I really do agree with you. I, the acting is is phenomenal too. I'm not I, saying it's a perfect movie. It's not. But, it, but it's pretty much a perfect movie. Like uh, would you like it's literally say is this is this not your favorite musical movie now you'd say? It's honestly I it's, I, it's I, the list if I had a top 3 this is all 3. I'm I'm not kidding. This is a perfect movie. I got to say I agree with you dude because like Having seen, I'm gonna make some La 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 fan, Land fans mad, but if I look, if you would rather watch one new movie, I don't. Would you rather watch this or Greatest La La Land or Greatest Showman? Greatest Showman. Watching every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Same. I every time. Honestly, it this this I, yeah. I, I, I just mean, gotta I'll s- watch La La Land again. I remember it being like okay, but it's not. It's I not. Feel like I feel I'm like, but I feel so like so much fun when I watch this movie. Ugh, I I couldn't stop. Like it's one of those, you know, like um those experiences where you're watching something you can't stop smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't stop smiling. I was in. I was invested. Cause and the like, I, I had to draw back to the performances. Mm-hmm. Like, but everything, like you said, like the lighting, the cinematography, the costumes, like it's all great. But like the the, the performances that these actually have, like Hugh Jackman, Keila Settle, 
um, who played the who played Letty, mm-hmm. um, Zendaya. 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 I mean, we'll talk about it later, but she kills. Honestly, role. Zendaya is a, is a Zen, star, Zen, is a bona fide I, and, star. And this was back in 2018 before she started like really blowing up with the MCU stuff and Euphoria, of course. Um, yeah, which is so, a, a huge thing right yeah. now. Euphor- um, no, like Euphoria was going to be. Euphoria is the thing that put her on the map, right? But like she, she, this was like her gaining popularity time, and she kills it even here. I don't think anyone's really talking about it, but with, with like, I think because like people are, are focused on like Michelle Williams and like Hugh Jackman, and like so Zendaya kind of you know didn't was kind of not mainly focused on, which is a which is okay. But like she was amazing in this. Like they address racism in this film, and it's not. They don't really talk about it. I'll say that much. They That's true. They don't. They, they don't. They address racism, but I wouldn't say that they really speak on racism. But yeah. What they do have are shots of Zendaya giving these gut wrenching expressions when she gets like a mean comment from a white lady, which and sells it, just makes it you feel like, so well. Oh, oh. I was like, dang. And like the like just like the look on her face when she was going up, she saw the theater up upstairs and just like oh my goodness it's just so everything about this movie from start to finish had me completely focused I could not take my eyes off the screen not saying it's a perfect movie I'm just saying it's a perfect movie yeah I think if you're looking if you're looking for a, and I want to address so the so the only negative reviews that I heard from this movie. And well, the only negative is because everyone, everyone I talked to actually, I went to back to school the next day and said, "Did y'all see this? Did y'all see this?" And they were like, "Yeah, we saw." It. And everyone pretty much was saying like it was either good or great. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear too many negatives. Only negative reviews I saw were online and from one person, and that review was the same that it it wasn't historically I don't care. accurate. I don't care. And then I and so then I and then and, and then I was like back then I was like I guess you have a point there, but now I'm like. That's Shut if up. you came into this thinking that you were going to get a realistic portrayal of the circus. How, I'm sorry, you can't know. How no. historically accurate did you want your circus movie to be? Hugh Jackman looks nothing like the actual PT Barnum. Uh, no, no, definitely not as likable. No, no, no. It's just but that, like, it's not even. I don't think it was the lookalikes thing. It was the order of events in the like what events actually happened. The liberties which, they took, which I don't care. It's it's a movie about a circus runner. I. I don't care if it's accurate. The, it's, it was a fun movie to watch, and if we had to watch, um, the P.T. Barnum who like sold tickets to a dead black lady's funeral to say that she was Abraham Lincoln's maid. I think it was George we, Washington's, but yeah, yeah, George Washington's maid. I I wouldn't have cared. It would have uh, been more so depressing dumb. to be honest. So Speaking of like. I, I mean, I love I, the the writers. The writers of this team, the team writers, Pasek and Paul, actually did, did Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Um. After I think, before, I, before this, before. um, and the, you know they're a great writing team, like and music team, but try asking them to make a story about PT, the real PT yeah. Barnum, and send that to music. Mm-hmm. It would have felt out of place and much darker, and and the and the magic of this movie would have, you know, I de- I take. The magical version of this to real, the realistic interpretation any day, and I think I think it's just such a an arbitrary thing to complain about. If you really want an accurate depiction, name one actual historical accurate depiction of like a biopic or anything like that that didn't take some sort of liberty. Mm. Name you can, can you name one? I don't think I I know I can't. Can you? Uh, 
Do you know of any, like, that didn't take... Musicals? Musical biopics. No. Like, no. like, I'm sure there are some real ones, like, like biopics, no. with, like, but not musical ones. But, like, I'm talking, like, um... Not musical. Not musical ones. Not really. Absolutely not. Because putting it to music is a whole different arena. You gotta... Yeah, exactly. So, again, you had, you know, so... And in in regards to this, so I, I do... My point uh, is... Saying that not liking this movie because it's not historically accurate is the dumbest reason to not like this movie. It's like, you know, it's like saying that you don't want to watch a radar movie because it's too violent. In that case, just don't... Well, that's that's a... It's a, it's a non-starter, if you know? You, if you hated this movie, then, I mean... It just... It, it sound, I'm not... I can't speak for you, but it really does just sound like you don't enjoy having fun watching something. It, it, I will, so I will say, to conclude our review, if you want to have a genuinely good time watching a movie with some great music, some good laughs, because the dialogue is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, there are some like really funny moments in there. Yeah. Um, if you want some really great music and some amazing film, in an amazing film, you want a really great cast, pretty solid, like, solid, like, and, and also the kids who played uh, P.D., uh, Barnum's kids were pretty good child acting wise. Because yeah. I, I know Stanley often either can tolerate them or I, I, really dislike them. Yeah. How did you feel about them last night? Yeah. I, I was going to I wanted to ask you, I, thought, I was thinking about this. I'm like, how did you feel about the kid actresses who played Barnum's kids? I, I'm not always a fan of kid actors. It, like, even when I was little, I some, something about kid actors just made me like, stop. Stop, man. <laughs> it, you're, just let the big people do the talking. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. But, th- they don't... I mean, I I can't find a reason to complain about this movie. It's The child actors do a good job. They're not very implemented at all, really. They're, they're, they're there when they need to be, and they, na- they do a good job they, when they're they there. They nail what they do. They're, they're supposed to be these, like, innocent, um, sweet kids who tie P.T. Barnum back to reality whenever he almost steps off, and they do a perfect job with that, with, like, just their, like, little giggles off screen, and, like, their smiles that they do, and the way they chase after the carriage as he leaves. It's so good. Like, they, they, they're not that implemented, but they, every scene they're in, they make it count. Absolutely. like, Like, even, like, you'll see them, like, running around in the background of a shot, just like playing tag or something. The the freaking just the, like the scene where they're doing the hammering thing where yeah. he's putting up the sides and they're like like that's so good. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like it's so great. And I remember when I was in the, the theater, I thought it was gonna turn into a musical number, but it didn't. I'm like that's even better. Like it's it's so good. They got Michael Gracie and the cinematographer knew that's what they were doing. Like the tr- and another thing, the transitions the, in this the cinematography movie. in this movie. Are, oh is, my god! Genuinely amazing. It was great. We should probably get to the music because. There's just really nothing wrong with this movie. I mean... Like, if I'm being completely honest, there is nothing wrong with this movie. Would you say, and I... Would you say for right now that this is the gold standard of what a musical yes. should be? This movie set out... Um, this movie set out to do... This, mo- this movie did everything it set out to do, and it accomplished more, I'd say. Oh, it, it definitely exceeded it. I want to kind of see what the the like, box office was compared to what... It probably wasn't what it deserved to be. 
I, I kind of want to just, I'm just curious. So the budget to buy it to make it was 800, it was $84 million. It's, to, it's not that much. And the box office was, was $435 million. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it more than met back what it, it did. So that's pretty impressive. So like Stanley said, we would be here all day. But before we go, I want to say, reckon, watch it. Watch it. You can find it on Disney Plus. Watch, watch the I guarantee you will series. not regret it. It watch will be. It will bring. There's a. There's a quote. There's a line. They have a quote. A blurb yeah. at the end of it that says, "The noblest art is making people happy." If you want to be happy for one hour and forty six minutes, and God knows, something we all need some happiness right about now. Mm-hmm. I think. I think actually, actually, like watching it in like winter time, and something about watching it in winter at the end of a really dark year, something so so. Happy like this, mm-hmm. I think it made it all the better for me to be honest. Yeah, I think if you don't like this movie, two one four six six two six nine nine five, hit me up and just explain. Seriously, oh explain to me. Yeah, I gave away my phone number. I don't care. Seriously, explain to me why you don't like this movie because it is just fun. It's catchy and it's everything a movie musical should be. It's a good time. Like, I, I genuinely, it's a good I can't time. imagine a person who does, who walks away from the hour and fifty minutes they spend on this movie, and say, "Dang, I'm never getting that back." I remember I was going to the bathroom and I heard like these these three teenagers behind me insulting yeah. Kiel performance, and I was like, I was this close to turning around, but there was someone who talked to me, so I didn't. And I was like, "You're wrong, and this is why." That was amazing. Like and I'm like okay fine whatever and and like later I found out she was on she was a Broadway actress originally mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense well, and she I, still I kinda, is one. Kind of figured. And so I was like oh you guys don't know okay sure whatever uh, but again really we agree we agree I think this is you hear this is a unanimous check it out you'll love it. It's a good movie. It's it's a good movie. It's a, it's a good movie. Good movie. Uh, so first song. I think we obviously know what we're going to be talking about, and I, and I think I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the first part of it and the last part of it. We're talking about the first part of it, and then we're going to go into the next one because I want to talk about the end part of it at the very end. Okay, you know why. So the first one, the greatest show, the best, the one of the top the intros to, to a movie, show, to, to a movie, movie is, um, oh the my best god, opening to a movie musical ever made. Actually, Period. I mean, I, I, full stop. I, I don't. Yeah, From the music, yeah, no, someone's out there screaming, "Stanley, you idiot!" West Side Story. No, you're comparing no. this best West Side Story. I'm saying it's better than the intro to West Side Story. Wow. I'm saying I'm saying that the intro to this movie is better than the intro to West Side Story. I I honestly, Period. hey, Period. that's the man's opinion, and I can't. I, for real, watch like the cinematography, it's stunning. The it's sound, so the sound mix, and the music, the sound design was fantastic. Uh, first of all, and like just the and the fact starting from the it's dark, so, it's so dark, and just and he walks out onto the stage and every and you can like see like people starting to move in the shadows. Bum, bum, bum. And it's then so when good. The light it hits builds up. And, and they go into the first chorus. It is it's bone chilling. And also, let me tell response. you something. I actually, seeing that movie has made me want to invest in buying a top hat at some point in my life, just so I can, like, just do the hat things that that Hugh Jackman does. And just, like, the the freaking cane. Oh, he's so good. And it literally, it's one of the greatest intros. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about the last part of the, of the movie where the last part of the show, the show comes in, the song comes in. But he literally, 
Um, just it's so the intro was so good. It's so great. And then the way and and um, let's talk about the bass player first because we're not gonna talk. You're, um, you you were geeking out about the bass last yeah. night. The bass was not, just I'm like I'm not one to always notice like flashy bass lines. That's a lie. Yeah, I pay attention to that a lot. You do. Um, that's a, that's a lie. <laughs> but I think bass is an underrated instrument in bands. Um, and this is such a perfect example. Listen to the greatest show and like in the chorus. Um. It's some of the like it's not it doesn't stand down or anything, but, but some, if you something about that baseline is it. just so amazing to me. Like it, even it, the bass is having a good time. It's like you can feel like the dude just kind of vibing in the studio. It's it's and just the trans and the, and the I'll probably go into the next one. The transition yeah. into the from Hugh to like back to Young Barnum is yeah. again a, an example of the cinematography's amazing <laughs> transition. Was so, that not everyone involved in this movie just did so well? And you can tell everyone was having a good time. They cared about this. This is like a genuine work of art. Like this is a work. This is like a painting. I th- th- like yeah. genuinely. Um, so then it goes, and then the next song on here, A Million Dreams, before we do that, we need to talk about the fact that P.T. Barnum should have slapped Charity's dad, the, the not over time, it, yeah, not over it. This movie, I just keep, every time, um, Hugh Jackman and that old guy's in a scene together, yeah, the old guy. The um, old dude, the in-law, the, the in-laws. In-laws. <laughs> uh, they're in a scene together, I just keep screaming at the TV, slap him in the face. Because slap, if you don't know, spoiler: the guy PT starts pretty poor, and the woman she ends up the the woman he ends up marrying, her, her dad um, saw her making saw him making his daughter laugh. Yeah. So the perfect so response, obviously, so he slapped a ten year old in the face, and the dad did nothing because I was like, no, I don't want to lose the child. I was like, no, 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 the hands no, no, are man. being thrown. Um, if some dude slaps your son, you're fighting. Uh, but yeah, so then you know we have a million dreams. That uh, that I still, I just remember that song. That song is really good, and it's really like again. When I first saw this movie, I was obsessed with three key songs: "The Greatest Showman," "Come Alive," "The Other Side." This is more than three songs. This is me, and from now on. But and so songs like the sl- the small the slower songs, the slower tempo ones, kind of you know got put in the background. For my me. favorite, but, yeah. But yeah. a million dreams is really good in my opinion, and the kid actors of uh, who play PT and Charity are also pretty good in my opinion. Yeah. Do you think? How do you feel about them? Actually, make, um, say your thought and then answer my question. No, I mean, I'll go ahead and answer your question. It was, they're both... I don't think there's a child actor in this movie that doesn't do their job right. Yeah. I, they're, they're, ev- everyone in this movie does so well at what they're assigned to do. I agree. I really do. Uh, <coughs> it, yeah. The joy this, this song is good. It's not my favorite or anything. It doesn't stand of course, out to of me. Course. But every time I hear it, um, particularly the um, the second half when they're grown adults. Oh, it's so that, well that shot. Part is so. Oh my god. That it's is amazing. Very, very, very good. Oh my goodness! I I, lo- I love that part of the song. It's not my favorite. This mm-hmm. is not my favorite song, but it's. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. And and again, it's also cover city. I've seen, like I think this is the most set like covered song yeah. in the soundtrack. I would say, yeah. I think so. Heck, um, my my Spanish teacher did a cover yeah. of the song. And I think so, <laughs> I think 
some um at one of our school music events for the EOMs, this a group of girls sang this song. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So and again, if you go online, I think you go to any coffee shop. I'm pretty sure at some point you're gonna hear some acu- an acoustic version of a million dreams mm-hmm. be busted out at some point. I know several of my friends who can sing would probably do a really good job with it personally. Yeah. So you know, it's a great song. It tells it moves the story forward. Very good time wise. If you can do expedition in one song to get from like point it like good job. Good job, and it makes sense. It tracks. It sets. It sets up PT's fascination for the, um, for the unusual in that song, mm-hmm. because and and the reason he probably treats him so well in the movie because she because that person helped him. Yeah. So again, sets it up. Good setup. Um, and then of course there is the reprise to a Million Dreams, the fastest reprise ever. Literally one song after the other, you get a reprise. Um, of the the um of. P.T. Barnum's daughter is played by Austin Johnson and Cameron Seeley, who I can only assume is the daughter of Drew Seeley, um, and who is, by the way, people listening, um, was the original, who sang the voice of Troy in High School Musical, the first one, because in the first one, it was not Zac Efron singing it, Mm. and he was also in, um, yeah, that's not Zac Efron singing in the first High School Musical, it's, he sang in the second and third one, but he did not sing the first one. Because the, they, they wrote the music too high for him, so Drew Seeley sang that. We don't have enough time to talk about this. <laughs> we'll come, look, there's High School yeah. Musical's coming up again, so you will Yo. get to talk about it. But no, that's not, that's not, that's not Zac Efron singing that. They eventually wrote the music so he could sing it, but no, that was too So Breaking Free was not sung by, by Zac Efron. Neither was Get Your Head in the Game. <laughs> I just did I just break your brain a second ago? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> um Yeah. Um but I digress. Okay, moving on. Okay, moving on. Um but yeah, this reprise is very good. It's very sweet. It's set in a family moment. It's pretty well like it's it's like the lighting of it giving him the idea at the very end of the song. Um it's pretty low key. It's very good. It's just some good close ups of their faces to Get that family bond really well, um, you know. So, did you enjoy that? Was yeah. it? Yeah, it's pretty I, good. I Low, song. Yeah. I don't, is there a song you don't enjoy on this? No, I mean there's 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 one. There's, a, there's, there's, a, one. there's a song that I think is a. It's not that I think it should have been left out. It's just I. It's the weakest of the song. Okay. Which I'll get to it. We'll get to it later. Yeah, but, yeah. of course. But this song nails it. Gives mm-hmm. um, Barnum the idea. Keeps the story moving forward. All these songs are moving the story forward, which is very, very good in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, and then the next song, which takes place when PT starts recruiting everybody, is Come Alive. And, oh, this song is so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Chef's Kiss. Oh, th- from this moment forward, if you, this is the this is where this show really picks it up and, like, it goes in full force. I want to say this is my... Um... Well, can you scroll up a little bit? I want to see all the songs because I'm I'm pretty sure this is. Yeah, I think this is my favorite song. Oh, okay. Come alive. No, no, sorry. It's, it's top three. Top three. It's top okay. Three. Got. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's top three. Uh huh. But come alive. It is. It's the first one we we hear the circus act performers sing, and that ensemble is so good. Mm-hmm. Like shout out to the all the circus performers in that ensemble. Beautiful voices and. It's just so good. 
Um, and you kind of just, and again, Hugh Jackman just bringing the energy. When, it's kind of hard to not smile when Hugh Jackman's on screen. Like, his energy and his smile is so infectious. When he laughs, like, I, I was like, yes! Ugh! Because Hugh Jackman's such a great presence, and, and you can tell everyone was having a good time. We were talking this. about child actors a minute ago, and this is what I mean when I say every time they're on screen, they prove themselves as just being... You mean the little dancing yeah. on the when, side? When like, yeah. In like the background of a shot, you can just see his kids like dancing to the... like Trying to mimic the choreography of the circus. Yeah. And it's so adorable. It's, that, like, it's too adorable. Like like I said, they don't give the kids much to do in this movie. But, but they when do. they're on they screen, do. they do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And also, the choreography is great. All of it's wonderful. Also, again, props to P.T. Barnum... For in the movie for taking his critic <laughs> word his critic used to make fun of his thing and make it it and only man to take his negative his 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 haters into his success yeah. he was like yo take this y'all bring this interview to my show please you'll get half price entry baby like that is that's how you do it mm-hmm. uh, but yeah absolutely um, and then we have the other side where. Philip Carlyle, aka the role they made up for Troy Bolton, yeah. aka did I just <laughs> Zach Efron? Because he's not Troy Bolton in this. He's he's he, he's kind of more put together yeah. than Troy ever was in the High School Musical stuff. So Zach kind of comes in. He's like, and 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 this song is another really good one in my opinion. Um, and I loved this song. Oh, so good. I I remember when I this was one of my. I think my, this was in my top three when I first watched it. I'll be honest, this song didn't, didn't really jump out to me. What is great about it is the choreography. Oh, really? It's two people in a bar, and somehow Just, it's the most... As the bartender, it's, it's, the, the, it's, it's so well shot, and it stands out so well to me. It's just, yeah, the song is good. And also, there are some really, like, snappy lines that, like, are, have some deeper meaning if you pause it. Like, mm-hmm. like there was this one that was, like, comfort, the enemy of progress... Yeah. Ooh, that's one. Um, and then it was, um, I don't know what else it was, but that was the big one that stuck, that stuck out to me. Like, it was com- comfort, the enemy of progress. Yeah. If that doesn't speak to something right now, I don't know what does. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a great moment. And then the ending of it where, like, they get out, like, where he gets to the thing and he sees um, Anne Zendaya's character swinging. Yeah. And then, like, that, that froze, freeze moment where yeah. it was, like, so good. So and then good. her, like, black brother gives him, like, the look. The look. The look. Like, he gives him hurt the look. her, you die. No, so. it's not even, like, her. It's, like, <laughs> it's like look at her, you and die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And then, the next part, which takes place during the movie when they're in London, and actually, he's met the opera singer, Jenny Lind, um, Never Enough. Well, that and Never Enough was back in America. Uh, uh, it was, it was. So she, so in the at this point in the story, he's met an opera singer yeah, okay. from Sweden. They go and he invites her back to perform in New York without knowing that he she can sing yet. Um, and only really thinks about that on the night of the show because that's PT for you in this movie. He's a wonderful man. He's portrayed as a wonderful man, but he doesn't really think either. So he he, so yeah. What um. And and what do you, what do you think about this song and and this character? Is this a story that you feel unnecessary, or is this? Go ahead, lay it on. What do you um, think that this? Because this song is fantastic. I way, think but. that um, 
I, feel like I, I think that for P.T. Barnum to reach his all-is-lost moment, he has to lose the circus and his family. Mm-hmm. And he can't... There really wasn't any other reason for him to lose his family besides this little affair storyline that they threw in. Uh-huh. Even though it didn't exist in real life, but like I said, I don't care. Right. Um. So, yeah, it's. I don't think it's... It's not my favorite part of the movie, but um, this whole storyline between PT and um, Len- Jenny, right? Um, but you know, it's it. I I I don't really have time to think about it when, um, what's her name? Um, uh, Lauren Al- Allred, who was Lauren traditionally Allred. In, who was training at a music school originally. Yeah, because I don't have time to think about that because her voice is amazing. Oh my god, it, her voice! This song, it's. I wouldn't say it's top three, but it's, um, yeah, it's, also up, wants it's, me to, it's up there. It's up it, there. I kind of want to hear Celine Dion do a cover of that, to be honest. She would kill it. She would do you it. You know would be great? Whitney Houston. Never enough. Rest in peace. Yeah, and, like that, but, I, yes. I wish, I wish she was alive. So we, she could sing. So oh my God, that would be enough. stunning. Oh my word. I would love that. Yeah. I would genuinely love that. That would be great. Um. Um, but yeah, never enough. Like someone said, it kind of introduces the um, storyline that risks Barnum losing his family. Yeah. Um, and then we have the anthem and the song that would be adopted by the mainstream. This song being "This Is Me." This was 2017's "Let It Go." This if song, I can be frank, I'll be honest. If I, I may be so frank, this was. When we watched was, it, it never really stood out to me. It was like it only yeah it was same same here. Yeah, I didn't like, know what a big deal this song was going to become when we first saw it. I watched it and what? I was like, oh, this is like the second act anthem. Yeah, cool, whatever. And oh. then I left the theater, and for the next eight months that of my life, song this exploded. song was on just repeat. And it wasn't just me. I would like to point out. Yeah, it was the. This world. was the world. Was the the world. world blew up with this song. It was insane. And, and the is message good. is great. This song is good. Although you do have a bone to pick with the soundtrack I, version of I, it. I don't. Uh, <laughs> no. Mm, do you want to bring it up or should I? Yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> the Charles Stratton guy, he's um the... He, he's apparently like, his name is General Tom Thumb, technically in yeah, history, yeah, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. Um, Something about his voice just makes me... Um, not laugh, but smile every time I like hear it's it. It's inspiring. No, and and, no, and, and, even... and I think when you first saw it, you said like oh, that little guy is sticking up for her, yeah, and and just standing, so yeah, as like, her support system um, in front of all the yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's I thought that's what it was, and then I, was, I watched it last night, and I forgot that was the reason, but I was still kind of smiling and laughing at it. And it's because I realized it's because his voice is so deep in the whole movie, and then like, to he, go, he's like. What are you looking at, dude? And then he like just jumps up like three octaves, yeah, and does that. And it's, it, it, I don't know what it is. It makes me smile every time I hear it. It's great. It's, I agree. I completely agree with you. And but like we said, this is me has a fun phenomenal impact, and it. it I think I get why now. It's not my favorite. Didn't get why then. Get it's, why now. It's not like I get why it was so important to the world. It's just... It's a message that one can resonate with. But it's it. yeah. still not my favorite. I get it. I get it. I get you. I got you. Um, but also... Song. Oh, and the and the freeze jump mm-hmm. where... That is a cool shot. That is a cool shot. Look and it up. really does... And it gets to, like, show off again, like, the ensemble of of The Greatest Showman. And also, it 
Um, the costumes too. That's also, the best trailer shot to ever trailer shot. <laughs> trailer shot. Yes. That that trailer shot is one hell of a trailer shot. It it is. It really <laughs> is. Um, I, I, I I might not like this as like my favorite. Like it's probably not even in the top five to be honest. But like it's there aren't even there. When you think about, it, there aren't really too many songs in here. This is like the yeah. last of the cup. Like there are only a couple more. This songs is towards the lower end of my list. But I don't care because it's still shot so beautifully. It's really shot really well. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. And so we move on to the, the, as I call it, the pop song in this Rewrite the Stars. Um, this song... Now... This is my least favorite. Okay, I figured. This is my least favorite song in the movie. It's... Like, there's no bad song in this movie. But, um, but out of these iconic show-stopping songs, I agree. I agree. I, how you know, and it's not. It really, it's not really Rewrite the Stars' fault. You know, it's because it's still a great. It's in in this catalog of amazing songs. Yeah. It's a great song still. But when you had to compare it to like This Is Me, Never Enough, mm-hmm. The Come Alive, the Other Side, this song doesn't. This falls flat. <laughs> it falls That's so like flat. putting yeah. I watch this and. I left the theater at the time thinking this, and I absolutely still believe it now. Like, that's one of my th- opinions that did not change at all. Um, <laughs> but this song is just... It's its not bad. I'll say it again. It's not bad. Not a bad song. But it's just so weak compared to the rest of the movie. It, it just feels... And it, fe- it feels like it was made for Zac Efron and Zendaya to be the heartthrobs of the movie, which, if it was... I don't have a problem with it because it you gotta make money somehow. Of that's course, that's that's and, and that's the, the nature best of the part beast. about it is it doesn't retract. Like the the way that they go about their heartthrob cash cow thing, it doesn't draw from my enjoyment of the movie. Exactly. And because of that, I I this you were is, able, are you able to the, forgive it and excuse it? This is still the weakest song in the movie to me, and um, it that's why I didn't make it easier to leave the theater and like hear. Every girl I knew like gushing over this. Oh, everyone! And I was like, I was talking. I'll be talking about like so the good. other side's so good too, right? And they're like, no, but I really like this one. I'm like, but it's good. I, I don't. Get, <laughs> I don't get how people can listen to this soundtrack and think this is the best one. I but, don't get but it's, but it's. But again, cool. it's your. It's cr- cool. Hey, hey, it's your. It's your interest. Yeah. And again, like we talked about guilty pleasure earlier. If that's the song that does it for you in this soundtrack, mm-hmm. more power to you. Because again, we're not saying. Notice. We're not saying it's a bad song. You can listen to this. There We're aren't not saying bad, it's bad songs on the soundtrack. There are no bad songs on this soundtrack. I genuinely believe that. So I believe that. But for us, this is just our least favorite song on the soundtrack compared to these other songs. Yeah. That's just that's the way it is. And so, and that I think it comes down to taste and interest. And again, what we perceive to be what we came for in a way. Yeah. Like if I didn't come for you know this, I don't know. I that wasn't the the top thing on my mind. The yeah. top thing on my mind was when I saw it was Hugh Jackman. So. But that already, that was my main fo- point of focus. Um, Zach Efron did do a great job in this movie, still. I do feel like saying that he did a great job. But, again, Rewrite the Stars, it was a good song. Not our favorite on the soundtrack, though. Probably our pretty pretty down low on the list compared to everything else. It's, it's at the bottom of the list for me. Um, and then there is Tightrope. This is my third favorite song in the movie. It is? I love this song. 
Tightrope is just... I didn't think much of it when I first saw it. Yeah, same here. And, and then Compared... last night I watched it again, and boy, oh boy, this song... This is one of those cases where it blew it's... me it's... away how good it was. It's just so well shot. And the use of shadows, and like the dance, and the, and the, and the window transition to the train. The music, and it, the... the music itself. Michelle Williams should be singing. Yeah, she's so good. The music itself was... Um, here, I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. This number is so good. It's that's like I I didn't I left the theater and I've watched this movie so many times back when it first came out I didn't think anything of this song. This go round. This go round. Something about this song stood out to me and it's amazing. Yep. It's top three. If any, it, I think this is the biggest thing that that shook me coming back to this movie mm-hmm. was tightrope. Yeah. The lyrics are great and the music is fantastic too, and it actually like you can hear like a little re- rewind thing in there. But it was used so well mm. that it didn't mind. It was like a record scratch? Yeah. It was like a... Yeah. And then it went back into the piano of it. Mm-hmm. So it used, like, techno the stuff, but it didn't oversaturate it. Yeah. <coughs> Poor Unfortunate Souls by China and McClay. <coughs> um, I think, I think um, that's something that this movie does pretty well. Because it's by no means just sticking to, like, a purely musical theater show tune type sound. Absolutely. It, but it, it is when it needs to, but yeah. But I mean, Rewrite the Stars is just a straight up pop song. It, exactly, it, not, because you need That's not necessarily need, a, um, it's not that's, a, that's not a show tune. That's just a pop song. Yeah. But the rest of the songs kind of like sprinkle in like little, um, like synth sounds. And synth, like, yeah, you get some synth, uh-huh. Kind but of old. more like less authentic sounding drum beats. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Which it contributes to how it how modern it feels. And that's I think that and honestly that's it's cool. Honestly, that's just the greatest it, it and it works together to create the greatest showman sound. Mm-hmm. Like that sound is the greatest showman. Yeah. And it fits and it works with the vibe of this show. You I know? think even in the opening, um, the greatest show It yeah. Um, like absolutely. You can kind of hear like a um you can kinda of hear like the um, like little echoes and like like chipmunk soul sounding, yeah, like early two thousand sounding um, voice like vocal samples in the background. If you actually like, li- wait, there's actually like in the in the song on the and the soundtrack, there's you can hear the sound of a lion roaring mm-hmm. in the opening intro of the words getting you amped up. Yeah. You can actually hear a lion roaring, and you can hear like kind of like a, a, a like a like a a mic basically like like, like like kind of the feedback of, yeah. a, of a mic. It all feeds into that, which is again really good sound design, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it all really starts to make the sound really work, and again, it fits into the piece. It's not it's not like overpowering us with auto tune and and synth. It's it's there and appropriately used. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. really good. Again, like you said, there's no really bad thing to touch on. Like like the only thing we've really criticized thus far was rewrite the stars. Never isn't really a a criticism so much as like just a statement that's not what we were into mm-hmm. compared to everything else. Yeah. And and we didn't even say it was a bad song, really. Yeah. So yeah. Um next I, don't, I just want to oh. say for the record, I don't have a problem with um Zach Efron and Zendaya's relationship in this movie. Don't I'm like I'm not that guy that's just like ugh Love stories you, you ruined my movie with the heartthrob thing. No, I get it. I mean that you, uh, it, yeah. It's, it's cool. It and it's not really just about them being heartthrobs. Like there is a compelling story to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I actually do enjoy watching that story outside of this song. It's just something about this music. This number. song, in we, particular. We the stars just does not stand out to me. Yeah, I I can understand that. 
Um, and then we have the reprise of Never Enough, mm-hmm. which is where the scandal happens. And it's a very sad song. The way she sings it is clearly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you get the kind of that. So what did you think about that, this one? I know it's pretty short. It's not even like, you know, what do you think uh... of this song? This is, this is, this is I, like the part before it goes like, wrong. When I say I like Never Enough, I'm most likely speaking about both of these. Oh, really? I so you? I don't separate these. I, I like them both for very different reasons. I see. The, the amount of sheer emotion in the reprise is very good. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I agree. And the original has that just absolutely amazing Show-stopping. Belt. Yeah. Um, so good. But yeah, I agree with yeah, you on that. If I say... I, I, I speak... On behalf of both of these songs, when I say I like Never Enough. So, yeah, Never Enough is a great song. It's great. Absolutely. Um, then, second to last, we have From Now On. Mm-hmm. And this is just such an... Uh, it, this gets me every time. It Emotionally and and chor- the choreography... It's like this you said last song. night. It's so simply shot. Yeah, this is, this is my favorite song in the movie. Every other... Shot well, like shot song in this in this. In yeah, this exactly. Thing. Every 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 musical number in this movie, I feel like is very, so creative. It's very stylized yeah. in the way it's shot, and it, there's always these like beautiful transitions and all this amazing like production design where like it'll be a bird's eye view shot of different colored fabrics rolling across a driveway. No, not this time. It's just friends dancing in a bar, and it's amazing. And it's great. Yeah, and it just. And I gotta say, before we go on, like, we talk, go into depth about it, but, like, the, the ending thing of just, like, those three just yeah. being, the only still dream, but, like, just, and the harmony of that, like, it's so This is beautiful. my favorite song of the movie. Is this your, and I think, you, yeah, yeah, it is. I've, I've it's, said it before, this is my favorite song of the movie. If I had to rank them, it's gonna go, um, from now on, um, The Greatest Show and Tightrope. Those are top Tight three. Tightrope, top three, Okay. I, I, I gotta say, I feel you on that. Because from now on, it's just so good. And everyone's having so much fun. Hugh Jackman's acting is so raw and so good. Um, if you don't know, there's he, he actually can, a... Yeah, he, you can there's, know he has heart in this song. Because there's a behind-the-scenes feature. He has stakes to it. Where he, yeah. he, he actually wasn't supposed to be singing because he had... He had just gone through You some, love this story, so you tell it. He I had gone through some skin cancer treatment a while back while they were recording... This like the soundtrack, and um, they were doing rehearsals, and he had just gotten his treatment done, and he had stitches all across his nose, and they were just like, "Dude, don't sing." Just take it. No, it's cool. Take man. a day off, and he was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna sing," and so he starts doing. He does that belt and that that's in the song that you'll know when you hear it, and he's apparently started bleeding down his face, but like, the in the video they release of it you can tell everyone's still having so much fun and they they're all like that's about yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's the same the, another feature where they record the scene them doing this is me and Kayla's just started bawling in the middle of her singing it and huge and she grabbed on Hugh for support like and he was just yeah. holding her hand just like and you could tell he was tearing up too yeah. and and again so like just he just, it's just so beautiful this cast is clearly was was all in and this song it's just and and it really wraps up the story when he reunites with Charity on the beach when 
and he still didn't punch his, the dad, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> and the two girls, again, like you say, when they're on, they need to be, and she's, they're on, she's on the beach, well done, and yeah. then it just, it wraps it up so well. You see the end, you see him, uh, Philip, Zach's character, wake up, and we see them kiss, and the doctor totally did nothing about it, because, the, you know. It's just like, huh. uh, do we let black people in this hospital? Because <laughs> like, it is set in the 1800s. And, and all you the gotta question the validity. They're just like, yo, do, who do we let in here now? Is this like, what's going on? A- anyway, but again, it, it's great. It's wonderful. It, it It's a perfect... I, I get why it's your favorite, man. Yeah, I do. It's wonderful. Sense. And like the, the, the guy, the, the tall guy just beating on the... On the on the roof, on the roof, just as yeah. like a beat, and while everyone's just dancing, yeah. ugh, everything about that is so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's, it's literally we haven't found one negative thing yet. It's this insane. Is, is, I'd say that this is the my at the point where I'm at like my peak enjoyment of the movie. I uh, yeah yeah absolutely, and for then, a lot of people that's um the other side for a lot of people that's the greatest show. And this is it for me. You think this so? This is it for me when Hugh Jackman is chasing down a train. Yeah, and he's just running. It's so That's beautiful. Peaking you that the movie. Oh, so good. And now I know we would break. I said we were gonna break it in half, and we're going to because on the subject from now on is the last song. But we talked about the greatest showman. The last part of it. we almost talked about the first half of it. Mm-hmm. So it it catches up to real time, yeah. and he, and he's like, we need a tent, not a building and it's the final shift to what we know is the circus today and we then see Hugh Jackman literally Dad. running running through a freaking three-ring circus being followed yeah. by circus performers and elephants. Oh, you said Hugh Jackman. I think meant Zach Efron. No, Hugh Jack. No, but and Hugh Jackman's just like, he's literally he's sprinting he's beside charging. Of, beside a bunch of and then he turns back and like is dancing. It's like run dancing. He's run. I'm getting so excited, but it's I'm so good. I'm aware that those Ugh. elephants might not have been real, but I don't but care. It, it looks so good. And, and I, don't, I don't even like the second half, the second, like the ending part of this as much as I do the first half. Yeah, obviously, but um, like it's still. But I, I'd say that it's still shot so beautifully. stunningly. And the, like, and the, the, and the, roll, like, the way they do the hat, like the rolling from the hat, like from getting away like, from the elephant to like, and then giving, and then having her nail that last and like, this is where you want to be, and just. That and then hands it back. You just mentioned it. It's the one where he's running next to those um, elephants and whatnot. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, he's leading them out. Like he's just like, yeah. That is a very cool shot. And it's like you can see all the fog, and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. That is so mind blowing, and it's amazing. And then, um, PT decides to retire, and he says the show must go on. And then Philip. Where becomes the ringmaster? Philip starts dad dancing. <laughs> I love Zac Efron. No, he, he was a good character so in this cringy. movie. So and cringy. then no, but there's just something about Hugh Jackman, the showmanship, the pageantry. He was split, and he's doing the same things. But there's just something about when PT does it, and when Philip tries it. There's something <laughs> lost in execution. Um, is it the no? Yeah. I I've looked at it. I'm trying to find what it is. Because, like, Hugh was wearing, like, a, a long red coat. Philip just had, like, this this red top on, and then was just... I and think he the difference that. is 
Um, what is it? I've always wondered. The difference is Hugh Jackman carries himself like a Frank Sinatra-esque person. I see. I, I get... Zac I like... Efron carries himself like a tap dancer in okay. this sequence. All right. But, like, something... Even though... The, I'm not saying that um, Hugh Jackman's choreography was slower, but something about his just seems more smooth, whereas... Yes! There's something whereas, more smooth. Yes, Zac that's Efron's the word. That's the word. Yeah, a lot so more jittery and, like, jump up and down. Sort yeah, of and he has this little, like, these little, yeah. like, his, like, things, and then he just... He, like, I think you know that what, episode what, of The Office where, like, Jim and Pam, where they're dancing in that Yeah! And they're like, Pam did that little hop to the side. That's, like, it's Jim and Pam, and they do this, like, hop to the side, forward and back, like, leaning their head one way or the other. Yeah, it, it's, like, kind of a cheesy little dance, but, like, th- like that's the kind of thing, I, that's the good vibe I get from this. I, I see vibe. that. And then, and then... It's just we, the right amount of cringy. It's... To where, like, it's a good close to It's still a little smile, but it is, it, it, it's very, it is very cringy. And, and then, like, you see him, like, spinning on the ground, on his knees, yeah. like, ooh, ooh, ah! And then they, it ends on a frame of them kissing, and then... It goes, we see P.T. riding up on an elephant to the ballet. You know they're going to have to clear up that thing, right, dude? Yeah. You could have just come in your carriage. Um, and then, you know, and and it's not on the sound, on on the CD, but like... The ending the, of the this movie of it's is like, so good. It's like, it's, he's watching his daughter who's... Do a ballet. Who, who, um, who's been asking to, who's been like, her, her arc, his oldest daughter, her arc in the movie is how she, to, um... She wants, wants to be a to do ballerina. It. Yeah, and he's he at one point can't afford to um buy her, get, ballet. Buy her ballet, like ballet shoes. At one point he can't make it to her shows, but now he's quit the circus and he's sitting with his wife watching and watching, enamored. Yeah, he's and watching just, his kid perform her act when he's been obsessed with his other acts this whole it, movie. I didn't even think about and that. That's so beautiful. And it's so it, like, and and Hughes like the awe on Hughes' face and the pride on Hughes' face and it, they've lost and the, all of the the whole um, and all of the chords. It's from just this piano. is the greatest show. It's it's only piano and all the chords have been stretched out. And they're like arpeggioed, and it's so good. That's like Pasek and Paul for you. Like the team, look that team is is so talented, and it it's so beautiful. And it really is the greatest ending to this movie. With such a a, a, a powerhouse of stuff, then it ends up as a small, happy note. Because he's finally found happiness for himself. He was always, like it says in the great, in From Now On, your favorite song, he spent so many years chasing approval and to get happiness from others. And now he is finally bringing happiness. Like like you said, in the circus, he brought all those people in the circus happiness. He gave them a home and a family. Yeah. And then... And after all of that, he finally decided to make his own family happy. He decided to be found happiness for himself. Yeah. And if that's not, it, it's it's such good storytelling. Yeah. It's such, it's just, this movie. This movie will get you. It's great. It'll, it'll get you. There really is no other way to put it. This was a great movie from start to finish. And I, and I remember we saw this around the holiday season too when we first saw it. It was in December, if yeah, I'm not that's, mistaken. That's about right. It was like... Late, we saw it in late November. I know we saw it on our brother in, in, in December. Yeah. Like, other country was up. And it was just... It's so good. It's still so good. And this I, is a good movie. I mean, really. It, it, I get why this is your, your new favorite music, movie musical. I, it, this I is know, what... I don't know what I was thinking when I said Hairspray was it. I think you just had... No, because again, like I you said, you hadn't seen... It. You I hadn't seen... It. You had 
We hadn't seen it for like two years, so of course you would like, you know. So, to pass Stanley, shut up. <laughs> you're dumb. You're, you're dumb. This is the better movie. Clearly. This is the I mean, movie. yeah. This, we said it in the whiz that these, like, there are some movies we're going to show our kids. I think this is one we're going to have to show our kids, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. And it just, it really, really, really is a mind-blowing piece. And I wouldn't... And again, we said it, we recommended it earlier, but for real, y'all. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. I, I cannot recommend this enough. Please watch this movie. Watch it. And listen to the music. It's on Spotify. It The soundtrack is fantastic. Like we said, there's no bad songs on this soundtrack. There really aren't. Mm-hmm. Even the song we don't like is a good yeah. song. Even the song that we're not a fan of is a good song. And, like, it's not... it's objectively a good song. Just because we don't like it doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad song, you know? And it there's like there's something for everyone in this movie. Whether you're five or fifty, there's something here for you. I'm not kidding. It it's so ins- it's inspiring, it's fun, it's it's heartwarming, it's everything you could want in a movie. This is a good movie. Yo. It's a it's a good movie. It's a good musical, it's a good movie, it's all of it. Um but yeah, y'all, I, I really seen, I haven't seen a movie musical so stylized. Ever. Ugh, so good, wonderful, everything. everything. Visuals, music, it's all good. I I really do hope, and this is what like it reminded me of what a musical brought to a screen can be. I'm so you know we've because like we've seen various stuff. I've seen many of them, and there is just something about this musical movie that really got me. And I'm so lucky. I think this holiday season I was able to see, you know, The Prom and then The Greatest Showman and before that, The Grinch. And and just, this was the perfect way to nail my, and this was a great way to end my year. I, it's, there's a soundtrack actually, a re, there's this, The Greatest Showman has a soundtrack where various artists actually did covers of the songs. Pentatonix did a cover of The Greatest Show. Um, Tyler, the creator, did The Other Side with somebody else. Yeah, what? I don't even know who else it was with, but I know Tyler... Pull, pull that up. Um, I'm gonna pull yeah, it that's up. That's crazy. No, so I, The I Greatest... I didn't Tyler for a show tunes guy. Nah, that's nah, crazy. they had... Um, let me see where the album is. It's um, Remix. I think it's called The, the Greatest Showman Reimagined. And I want to see... So, the first one is The Greatest Show by Panic! at the Disco... Really good cover, by the way. Um, a Million Dreams by Willow Sage Hart. Um, oh, I was wrong. It's not Tyler the Creator. My mistake. Oh. Ty Dollar Sign. I'm sorry. Oh. And um, and then um, this is like by Kesha and Millie, Missy Elliott. Tightrope by Sarah Bareilles. Um, the Greatest Show by Pentatonics. Um, where else? A Million Dreams done by Pink. Um, Never Enough done by Kelly Clarkson. That must be good. Um, and I, then I, I can't imagine it's better than the one. Obviously, but yeah, so that was kind of, you know, so that was kind of, I, I thought it was Tyler the Creator, I don't know why, um, but Ty Dolla Sign did it, but again, there's a soundtrack, a reimagined soundtrack done by the same creative team, mm-hmm. so again, it's just, ugh, there's, I really can't stop recommending this enough, I really can't, um, but with that, I think we said all of our pieces on this, thank you for listening, um, next episode you can expect, um, I believe I'll try to have Stanley Ma and my mom back. We're talking about Motown the Musical. And have we seen that? Huh? Have we seen that? We haven't actually, but we're gonna I think there's still things to discuss and I wanna just I think cool. I wanna talk about I have some interesting discussions to have about that. Okay. So I think it'll be a good time. 
Um, and I was going to talk about, there's just an additional conversation I want to have with you guys all in here, and I think it'll be interesting. Um, and it's just so, <clears throat> again, I cannot emphasize enough how amazing this movie is. Check it out. Watch um, this <clears throat> movie. Watch it. Thank you for listening so far. Thank you for listening to us rant. I have to thank Stanley again for joining me once more on this podcast. He's always so much fun. He always has interesting things to talk about. And um, um, I think we'll... I'm going to have to keep bringing him back, obviously, because he's a huge draw. Um, I would like to recommend go on YouTube. Check out his film, Catfish. It is on his channel, Stanley Turner, all lowercase, if I'm not mistaken. Or is it no, space? It's, um, is it just... There's a space and... Um... First letter of it's capitalized. capitalized. Stanley Turner, check it out. Check out Catfish. You can just look up Catfish short film. Catfish short film. It should pop up. Also, if you, I think eventually, at uh, some point in this coming year, he will be doing um, a series of interviews with art with fellow content creators. I will be on that. I don't know what his plans are to create, when to create that, but be on the yeah, look after that. Will be on his channel. So get subscribed to know about that. Um, for me, you can you always know where I am. You can find me on Lincoln's Musical Podcast on Spotify, Google. Excuse me, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere else you can find podcasts, I'm probably on there. Um, excuse me, um, I up I upload pretty regularly. This is Christmas break, but I'll get a more a more re- regular schedule of program when I get back into school, um, and that'll be fun. Um, but again, check out the other episodes. We have a lot of great times on those, and I really appreciate you all for joining us. Uh, I will catch you all next time. Bye-bye, guys. See you.